In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Abib, and in the Gospel reading for today, the Lord speaks about who is it that will inherit the kingdom of heaven, and he likens us all to children, and he says that in order to inherit the kingdom of heaven, we must be like little children. And he says specifically one of the attributes of the little children that we have to have in order to enter the kingdom of God in, in verse 4 of Matthew chapter 18. He says, therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And we hear a lot about humility and we, 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 we you know, it's one of those things that we, we, we talk about a lot. And we know that in the life of a Christian, the virtues, um, humility is one of the greatest virtues. Um, and sometimes we need to really sit with ourselves and ask ourselves the question is, do we even know what humility actually is? Because sometimes we think we have an, a sense of what humility is, but in practice, when we live it out in our lives, it's not really so clear. Um, we know that we should be humble, um, but sometimes instead of actually attaining humility, we focus more on saying things that make us to appear humble because we know that certain ways of speaking um, should be, or certain things that we should be doing. Um, but that's not really the same as attaining true humility. So I'm gonna speak a little bit about humility and, and what is humility. The, the essence and the kind of the, the core idea of what humility is, is to see ourselves as we actually are. This is what humility is. Humility is not just about like speaking poorly about ourselves, it's not about always um, wanting to act as though we are less than others. Um, humility, the, the true essence of humility is to see ourselves as we actually are. If a person sees themselves higher than what they actually are, then this is pride. Then they fall into pride because they are puffed up and they see themselves higher and better than what they really are. It's also actually possible to see oneself lower than what they actually are. Um, and instead of seeing ourselves rightly the way that God sees us, um, we see ourselves as being um, completely unworthy of love, completely unworthy of anything good. Um, and we actually have fallen to the idea of low self-esteem um, because our, our view of ourselves is also incorrect. We, we are trying to attain a view of ourselves that matches how God sees us. This is the correct view um, of ourselves, and this is what it means to be humble. Um, when we see ourselves, and when I say we see ourselves as we actually are, it's easy for us to be deceived because we compare ourselves with other people. But in order to really see ourselves accurately, we have to see, compare ourselves to God only and to get, compare ourselves to the standard that God has placed for us, for us to walk and for us to be and how, how he, is it he wants us to live. Because if we compare ourselves to the word of God, we will find that we fall very short of the word of God. We will fall very short of, of where God wants us to be, of who he wants us to be. And that way we'll, we'll be able to get an accurate picture of the way that God sees us and how is it we should be living. You know, we go around all the time in the church saying, we are sinners, we are sinners, Lord have mercy, we are sinners. Do we really believe that we are sinners or not? Um, I'll, I'll mention a funny story about this later. Um, the humble person is not disturbed when they look at themselves accurately and they find that they are lacking, right? The humble person is not disturbed. Actually, the humble person takes comfort and the idea that they are insufficient because they believe that God covers their insufficiency. God covers what they lack. And this is the difference between a person who is humble versus a person who has low self-esteem. A person with low self-esteem feels like I am lacking many things and for that reason I am deficient, I am not good enough, I am um, not worthy and so on and so on. Whereas a person who is humble, yes, al also believes that they are deficient. 
because we believe that we are should be living to a, a higher standard. We should be doing more. We should be serving more. We should be loving our enemies. We should be doing all these things more. And we are lacking in these things. So when we examine ourselves, we are troubled in what we find. But this doesn't r result in uh, low self-esteem because we believe that God covers our deficiency. Um, the humble person knows that they are weak, and so they rely on the strength of God. Right? The, the humble person knows that they are ignorant, but they trust in the wisdom of God. The humble person knows that they are a sinner, but they trust in the forgiveness of God. So in every way that we are deficient, we are, we are compensated for by the love of God. This is, this is the difference between a humble person versus just a person who hates themselves okay, and hates what they are. We should never hate ourselves. We should never get to that point where we, we despise who we are. That doesn't mean that we don't recognize the failures. It doesn't mean we don't recognize the deficiencies. Um, in Zechariah 4.6, it says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Right? So, so it's like we are, we are not trusting on our own power. We're not trusting on our own strength. We're not trusting in anything of ourselves, but we're trusting um, in God. Um, St. Paul, when he's speaking to the Corinthians, he refers to us as treasure in earthen vessels. And this is a good way to try to understand ourselves and how God sees us. He says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. What is these earthen vessels? So earthen vessels is like clay pots. Imagine you have a pot which is not very attractive, and it's made of earth okay and when you look at it it seems kind of old and and you know not very attractive to look at but what's inside of it is treasure right what's inside of it is treasure just like you see in this picture here you have this pot which is not the most attractive looking pot it's kind of broken down it's old um, it doesn't look very good but what's inside of the pot is gold right and this is the way that we should be seeing ourselves and this is in this way that we attain humility and see humility we see that we are the earthen vessel like we are made of the dust. We are not worthy. We are not glorious. We are not, we are, we are not made in a way where, where we should be so proud of what we are. But the thing that makes us to rejoice, the thing that makes us to be thankful and to be glorified is what is in us, not, what, not, the, not the vessel itself. Because through the work of God and the Holy Spirit in us, the thing that's in us is the treasure, right? The presence of God in us is treasure, that God would... Um, would, would, would condescend in order to allow himself to dwell in us and actually to take on the flesh itself in his incarnation. This is, the, this is the treasure and the earthen vessels. So in whatever way that we are actually lacking, but when God looks at us, he sees treasure, right? If, if you take something like this, like this pot with the treasure in it, you probably don't care that it's the pot is not the best because it has treasure. You would take the treasure. The treasure is, causes the whole thing to be valuable. Right? So in the eyes of God, we are very, very valuable. In the eyes of God, we are very beloved, right? even though we are made of dust, even though we, we don't have anything to boast of in and of ourselves. This is why humility is impossible without God. Because a person who doesn't believe in God and doesn't look at things in a godly or spiritual way, when they look at themselves, they are like just the earthen vessel. And what, how do they compare themselves? How do they know their value? They compare themselves with other earthen vessels. This is when people compare themselves with other people, okay? So how is it you can actually have humility without God? 
In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, St. Paul says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Saying the people who compare themselves with other people, they are not wise because they are using the wrong standard. Right? They're using the wrong standard to, 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 to compare themselves. They're using the wrong standard to judge themselves. Who are they? Right? This is when people look at other people and say, oh, I'm pretty good compared to that person. You know, I'm not, I'm not a murderer. I don't, I don't lie. I don't curse. I don't do these things like these other people. So I feel good about myself. This is the wrong standard to use to compare ourselves. And if a person um, uses such a standard, they will not attain humility because they were always looking at the other people that they are better than and say, oh, well, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm pretty good myself. I don't see myself as a sinner. I don't see myself as someone in need of salvation or in need of the forgiveness of God. But w And this is what he is saying here, um, St. Paul, the people who are comparing themselves with themselves, comparing themselves with others. But when you compare yourself with God and the, the perfect standard that God has set, there is no way we could conclude in the end that we are righteous, right? There is, there is no way. We, we, we conclude in the end that we are sinners. And this is, again, the way that we see each other in the right way. We see ourselves in the right way, in an accurate, realistic way. I see myself as, as I am. So what are some signs of humility that we could speak about to kind of see what are the characteristics of a humble person? Okay. Um, the first is a humble person does not quarrel. Okay. A humble person does not consider... Um, their own opinion or desires as being so valuable that they have to get into conflict with other people. Um, maybe they have opinion and maybe they express the opinion, but if the opinion is rejected, they don't go out fighting or arguing or complaining because their opinion was not accepted. Even when it says about the Lord himself in Matthew chapter 12, he will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. Okay, you imagine this is God we're talking about. Like God has every answer. He's always right. He's never been wrong. Everything he says is right and true. And the people who are coming to quarrel with him and argue against him are the people who are wrong, are the people who are blind and they do not see. And yet even though the Lord is dealing with people who are, not, who are blind and do not see and reject his words and reject what he is coming to offer them, it says that he himself will not quarrel. That's because he is humble. Like he is not there trying to force his way on others. The Lord never forced his way on anyone. Um, he came and he offered it to everyone. And whoever was willing to accept it, accepted it. And whoever rejected it, rejected it. And for those people who rejected, he did not become offended at them. He did not go argue with them. He did not try to push himself on them. But he waited and waited and waited for them to come to him. So a sign of humility is someone who does not quarrel, get into conflicts. You know, there are some people who get into conflicts very, very easily. Um, almost on a daily basis, they're in conflicts with people all the time because um, they, are, they, are, they, they care so much about their own view and, and their own opinion of things and their own way of doing things that they are not able to um, allow for another person's view. Um, another characteristic of humility is someone who does not complain or grumble, meaning I accept what God allows in my life. Whatever God brings in my life, I'm not fighting against him. You could call this almost like quarreling with God. I'm not quarreling with God. I'm not complaining against God. Um, St. Paul said, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault. And the humble person realizes, because they see themselves rightly and accurately, that when they look at themselves, they say, I don't know what's good for me. I don't know what's right for me. I don't know um, what decisions I should make in my life. I don't know. Maybe I have opinions, but if God chooses otherwise, if God does not grant me 
my desire, then I am not going to complain or grumble against him because I have completely accepted the idea that I'm a sheep. You know, like the sheep doesn't know where it should be going. Maybe it desires to go in one way and the shepherd leads the sheep a different way. But the sheep will follow the shepherd and they will, the sheep will follow the shepherd without complaining or arguing. It just follows, right? This is, again, a characteristic of humility. If we truly are humble, like children, which is what the Lord is saying we need to do to enter the kingdom of God, then we will simply follow whatever God wants. Yes, maybe we will have disappointment when things don't go the way we wish they would go, but this will not re result in us being rebellious or angry or blaming God or, 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 or going away from God or fighting against God, quarreling with God, because again, I'm a humble person. I'm just going to accept whatever God, um, whatever God says. The humble person does not feel fear because the humble person trusts in God's strength. As I said, in humility, we recognize our weaknesses, but we also recognize that God's strengths cover all of our weaknesses. So in the end, we are not weak. We are strong in him. We are wise in him. We are powerful in him, not in and of ourselves. So a person who is humble and is willing to receive the strength from God is not afraid of anything because they know that God is protecting them. Again, the shepherd protects the sheep. The sheep trust the shepherd completely. If the wolf comes, the sheep knows that there is no way that the sheep is going to fight against the wolf. It's impossible. There, there's, no, there's no battle there. Have you ever seen a wolf hunt? Right? There's no way that a sheep could ever defeat a wolf who wanted to devour it. The only one that will protect the sheep is the shepherd. Right? So the humble person recognizes, like, I am a sheep. I, I, I can't defend myself. I can't protect myself from the wolf. But I believe that the shepherd is with me. And because the shepherd is weak, I am protected. I am unafraid. I am not afraid of the wolf. I'm not afraid of anything because God is with me all the time. Also, a humble person is very easy to speak to and to deal with. Right? Uh, a humble person is willing to yield. A humble person is willing to listen. A humble person is not wanting to just interject their own opinion about everything and want their voice to be heard. No, maybe the, the humble person is willing to listen, to hear other people's point of view, to, to, to accept other people's perspective on things in an easy way. When you deal with a humble person, it's joyful. It's joyful to deal with a humble person. You can tell immediately there's something about this person that is just easy. They're easy to talk with, right? Because they're, they're, they're flexible. Um, also, the humble person is the last to speak. This is the last to speak. Again, as I said, maybe they, they don't value their own opinion so highly to where they feel like my view and my perspective is the only correct one. And so I must make it known to everyone because my wisdom is going to be the one that's going to guide all of us to the, to, to the truth. My wisdom is the one that is, going, is, that is the right thing. Right? Whereas the humble person listens and says, no, actually, I, I think that many other people might have better opinions than myself. And this, again, does not lead us to a feeling of low self-esteem. It doesn't make us feel bad about ourselves because other people know more than us. It is accurate. Someone knows more about something in one area than I do. Maybe I am more of an expert in a different area. So I listen. I listen and I, and I allow other people to have the prefer preference over me. Uh, the humble person submits their will to God. Meaning the humble person is not proud to believe that they have the answers and that they know what is best for them. I use always the verse, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Though there is a way that seems right to us, right? There's a way. All of us, if, 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 if we were asked a question about the direction that we want our life to go, all of us would have answers. Here's how I want my life to go. 
and we would list it all out. Here are the, the people I want to be with. Here are the job I want to have. Here is the place I want to live. Here's everything that I want, right? But very likely, if we were to make such a list, we will find that many, many of those things are not going to happen, you know, to our disappointment. Many of those things are not going to happen. So the humble person says, you know what, it's okay that those things didn't happen because those things were not good. The things that didn't God didn't allow, they are actually were not good for me. Uh, why are they not good? I don't know. I don't know why they're not good. They look good, right? But again, the verse says there's a way that seems right to a man, but it was going to lead me to death. It was going to lead me to death. Like, it, wa it wasn't something good. It wasn't something that um, was going to lead me to where I expected to go. This is why the shepherd did not take us there. He took us a different path, a different route. And sometimes the path that the shepherd takes us is seems harder, more difficult, more painful, uh, more stony than the green pastures that we were hoping to walk in. But maybe what we thought were green pastures were actually very dangerous for us, very difficult road that l led to dangers that we didn't see. So the humble person submits their will, right? We pray, we ask God for what we desire and what we want, but the humble person in the end accepts, again, without grumbling, without complaining, what is the will of God. What is not humility? Okay, what, is, what, is, what are not signs of humility? The first one is self-deprecation. Some people think that self-deprecation is a sign of humility. What is self-deprecation? Meaning, speaking about myself as being bad. Speaking about myself as being the worst person. I am the worst of all people. Um, uh, and, and, and sometimes, like, um, when, 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 when St. Paul, for instance, says, I am the chief of all sinners, he says it with sincerity. He says it because he really believes it. But sometimes we say things that we don't really believe. We don't really um, think is true. There's this story... Um, I'll read it for you. It says, um, a woman once said to a priest, I am the most sinful woman in the world. And when they were on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, the priest said to her, sinful woman, come here. But she answered, Father, how dare you? How can you talk to me like that? But weren't you the one who told me you were the greatest sinner in the world, he asked? You know, why did she say that I am the greatest sinner in the world? Because that's what humble people are supposed to say. You know, we're supposed to say. But if somebody calls us the, the worst sinner in the world, then what does it reveal? No, I really don't think that about myself. Um, I've actually, I take offense if you were to call me that, right? So we have to ask ourselves, like, what are the things that we say about ourselves that we really don't believe? That we say only because it's socially accepted um, and makes us appear to be humble, makes us appear to be righteous. But in practice, in reality, we, we don't really think that, right? We really don't think that. Um, it's one thing to, to, um, to train ourselves in humility, right? We do things to train ourselves in humility. Like, for instance, um, the next point, <coughs> artificial external acts. There are some actions that we do um, that we think demonstrate our humility that really don't. Um, like, I have seen people fight to see who's going to be the last person in line, right? Because the idea of being last in line is, oh, that's humble. You know, the first will be last and the last will be first. So... Okay, and people will wait to see, okay, when is the last person going to go up in line so I can be the absolute last one? Well, why? Like, is it a competition to see who's going to be last in line? Like, we, we turn even acts that are supposed to be humble things, we even turn them into acts of pride, right? Like, who's going to be the last? What is appreciated by the people around me? Oh, being last? Okay, I'm going to be the absolute last, right? Not because I feel last, not because I don't care about recognition, 
but simply because I want to be seen as being last because the idea of being humble is celebrated in the church, right? And this is a problem that can happen in the church a lot because we know that humility is celebrated, right? Like it's a virtue, any virtue in the church, it's celebrated. So it's like, okay, well, if I want to be celebrated, then I have to have those characteristics of whatever virtue it is. So if it's humility, I have to say that I'm a sinner. I have to bow down. I have to prostrate. I have to do all these things. But I'm very happy that people see me doing them. I'm happy that people see me prostrate. I'm happy that people see that I'm the last in line. I'm happy. Why? Because it makes me feel like oh, I'm projecting a sense of virtue to the people around me. Okay? Um, that's not to say that these actions can be helpful if done right to help us to attain humility. So for instance, <clears throat> a person who doesn't have humility but goes in their room and does prostrations, not to be seen, simply because um, they want to break themselves, they want to break their, their pride, right? That's helpful because they're doing it privately in secret. They're not doing it to be seen, right? When you go and pray uh, in your room, this is something that can build <coughs> humility. But when you pray on the street corner, <coughs> like <coughs> Christ was um, rebuking the Pharisees for doing, saying you go out on the street corners, why? To be seen by everyone. And, and, and he said, what, you make your phylacteries large? The phylacteries are like the, 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 the sleeves of their vestments. They make them very, very large to like give this aura of, you know, this is like a, a holy and righteous person, right? So we have to ask ourselves that even in the acts that we do that are acts of humility, Am I doing them to be seen by others or am I doing them only for God? And a good way of telling is saying, what do I do in private versus what I do in public, right? Um, what do I do in my own home? Like for instance, if in church, I'm, I like to be the last person in line, do I like being the last person at home? Am I always choosing to be the last person in everything that I do? Or maybe at home, I wanna be the first person. Um, it's, it's something for us to consider. Um, the last point is, what is not a sign of humility? deflecting praise by criticizing our accomplishments the moment that we receive a praise a compliment for something that we've done maybe there is like this gut reaction you know someone says oh you did a great job in that it's like oh no 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 i didn't do it, it was, i did a very bad job it's like well why are you saying you did a bad job like if if we believe again if we believe that god is helping us to succeed and through him we are succeeding then if he is with me then I d it should be great Actually, it, it, it detracts from the glory of God when we say that we did a bad job. It should be great, but it's not great because of me. You know, the example of Moses and Joshua, where Joshua is fighting the battle with the Amalekites, and Moses is on the mountain praying. The moment that Moses stopped praying, the, the battle was lost. They were losing. But when Moses continued to pray, the battle was won. That doesn't mean that Joshua didn't play his part. Obviously, if Joshua didn't fight and the army didn't fight, they would have lost. Both had to be there. So Joshua could say, yes, we, we won the battle, and, and, we, and it was a glorious victory that we won. But we won it through the grace of God. And this is this principle of that we are successful, but through the grace of God, this is, this is humility. Humility is to, is to really sincerely believe that every good thing that is in us and every good thing that we have done is through the grace of God. Yes, it is through my effort as well, but my effort is inconsequential compared to 
the amount of grace that God gives me to grant me success and the things that I do to grant me favor in the eyes of people to, 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 to help me to know what direction or to open my eyes to different things, helping me in my work, helping me in my family, helping me in my service, helping me in, in whatever the case might be. So I shouldn't deflect praise. I should at least, I, I, should, I should deflect it to God. I shouldn't say, oh no, what I did was bad. It's not bad. It's good, right? Admitting that something that I did was turned out good yes by the grace of god it was good by the grace of god so again a sign of humility is not like denying our uh, denying the idea that um that anything that we've done um is good so in conclusion in isaiah 66 verse 2 it says for all those things my hand has made and all those things exist says the lord but on this one i will look on him who is poor and contrite uh, sorry uh, and uh, who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trum trembles at my word, right? Who is the one that he looks to? When it says the Lord will look on, who? Him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. Why? Because such a person is, is a vessel, able to receive the treasure, right? Like such a person understands that they are nothing in and of themselves and so they are able to receive God, God working in them. Such a person will be successful. Such a person is able to succeed because they, they, they cooperate with God. They don't resist him. They don't consider them their way already to be fully right and good. And then when God comes and tells them something, they reject it, right? They're, they're willing to listen, actually. A humble person is willing to listen to guidance and advice and correction, right, from, from other people. So this is the kind of humility that the Lord was speaking about. When you th speak about the humility of children, like young children, um, they don't, they're not puffed up by anything. You rebuke them, you punish them, you scold them, you whatever, and then f a few minutes later, they're fine. They don't even remember what you said. They don't, they don't hate you for what you did. They still, they still love you. You tell them all the things that they've done wrong, and they're like, okay, uh, you know, I won't do that again, right? They don't take it to heart in the way that we do and, and, and make everything very difficult. So God says if we want the kingdom of heaven, then we have to have the humility of children. We have to be able to um, apply these principles. And as I said, humility is simply to see ourselves accurately. That's all humility is. When we reflect, when we, when we, when we do self-reflection, when we prepare for confession, these things are all about I want to see myself accurately. And then anything that I find that is missing or that is um, marred or defiled or wicked or wrong, then I confess my sin. I come to God and I say, God, these things are, are things that are keeping me from you and they are actually hurting my humility. I want to see myself accurately. I want to look at myself. And part of the being humble is, is accepting the truth of what we see. You know, sometimes we, we are afraid of facing ourselves. We struggle with addictions. We struggle with bad habits. We struggle with all kinds of sins that we committed in the past and we're afraid to deal with it. We're afraid to look at ourselves and say, you know what, I have this problem. Like, this is a problem and it's not going to go away and I need help with it and I need to confess it. The humble person acknowledges their sin, whereas the, the proudful person um, just pretends like everything is fine. So may God grant us the humility of children so that we can inherit the kingdom of God and glory be to God forever. Amen.